The War on Man Part 3, Women as Weapons. Welcome to the Great Reset, everybody. Great Reset today, by the way, brought to you by Rumors Sports Bar and Casino right here in the Grand Cities Mall. What a great place. Uh, we love that place. Great people working there, too. Maybe you want to go play some bingo. They do it every day. Charitable gaming. You want to go bet on the horses. You want to go play bingo. You want to go play some cards. They can do it. Got DJ Trivia Night on Mondays. Got great lunches. Great dinner specials. Games in the UND room. Of course, they've got the NHL package. Watch UND Fighting Hawks football team. They've their TVs everywhere. Uh, check them out. And all while you're drinking out of the world-famous beer tower, Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, bringing you the Great Reset. Our number, 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863, not on Facebook or YouTube. But if you want to listen live, go to the GFBS or GFBestSource.com, GFBestSource.com. Click Listen Now. It's live. If you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. We're now on Rumble 2. It's posted on our GFBS Facebook page. Uh, hopefully, there's something about this show. The last couple of weeks, we have been having some difficulties. Uh, we do have people looking into it. They'll look into it again today. But um, if you're hacking us, <laughs> we're going to find it, all right? Well, before we get too much further, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, so two bats sat in a tree. One was hungry for blood, so he flew out. A minute later, he came back with his whole face covered in blood. Second bat says, where'd you get all that blood? The first bat says, see that tree over there? Second bat says, no. First bat said, me either. <laughs> Thought maybe you'd get a kick out I of get that it. one. All right, ah, he gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bat joke. It's a um, bad joke. <laughs> a bad bat joke. Um, uh, Joe Biden's approval rating as of September 1st, 40.6% approved. 40.6, 54.6 do not. Uh, you see, Joe Biden tested positive for COVID yesterday. She did. Joe Biden's got COVID. She is vaccinated. She has been boosted how many times? And Mrs. Biden still got COVID yesterday. If you guys didn't know that, a lot of people think we're just making this stuff up, but we are not. Uh, North Dakota voting story. You know, did you hear about this, David? Uh, proposed initiated constitutional amendment would make wholesale changes in North Dakota's election laws. The petition has been submitted to the North Dakota Secretary of State office. It would require that all voting be done by paper ballot and the ballots would be counted by hand on election day. Early voting would be prohibited, and absentee ballots would have to be sent by mail or returned in person, meaning no drop boxes. Now, the measure would also prohibit the legislature from placing any state constitutional amendment on the ballot. It would allow non-residents of North Dakota to gather signatures as long as they're U.S. citizens. Uh, Secretary of State Michael Howe has five to seven business days to draft the petition title. Uh, the group wanting to place the measure on the ballot would need 31,164 valid signatures. I think that is an incredibly good idea. A couple more quick things. Uh, according to a New York Post uh, story, Dr. Anthony Fauci, confronted by a CNN host with a study showing face masks made little to no difference during the pandemic. So Fauci admitted, I don't know if you saw this, that masks don't work for the public at large. So they don't work for the public at large, but claims they still work on an individual basis. How can they not work with the public at large, but they can still work on an individual basis? Um, one other thing, and, and this could be a killer, Biden's new alcohol czar. Do you hear about him? Dr. George Koob. 
Dr. George Koob. He's uh, saying now with the new alcohol guidelines that uh, they should limit to all of us Americans to two beers a week. Two beers a week. Well, I already broke that today. <laughs> <laughs> two beers a week. What does he think we are, Canada? Come on, man. Two beers a week. That's, um, uh, no, I, I, I'm, that's fine. Just as long as the beers are, you know, like this big. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just a guideline. It's just recommending. So, you know, that way uh, they don't want you drunk when they come and take your guns and, and all your freedoms and all your rights and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, David Waterman, how are you, man? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Throwing all this stuff your way. <laughs> Going back to that, 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 that first item that you did on the North Dakota voting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. issue. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm actually a, one of the sponsors of that. Oh, is that right? That bill. Yes. Good. That's a, oh, there. <laughs> Well, I, there are some good people behind it, and they asked me if I would sponsor it. And so I, yeah. So, yeah, so I sent so, in my signature, notarized on one of the forms to the Secretary of State's office. Yeah, it, I mean, it'll take a little more work uh, to do it this way, but at least we know it can be trusted, I think, at least a lot better than what we have had. Yeah, will it be? I mean, yeah, a little bit more work is not a bad thing. No. If it ensures transparency and and accuracy right yeah yeah so and and is it even more work i we've had paper ballots for 200 years Forever. in yeah. this country mm-hmm. and we always had the results of every election when we had paper ballots we always had the results before we went to bed sure yeah right yeah i mean that was just that was standard mm-hmm. and now now that we've got electronic vo- and computers and all this whiz yep. bang stuff that's going to make it so much better mm-hmm. all of a sudden what they stop counting in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of an election well we're going to stop counting tonight computers are tired yeah. <laughs> the computers are kind of worn out with all this counting yeah. so we're going to this heavily populated state like north dakota is we're gonna start up again uh tomorrow sometime yeah. and then we'll let you know maybe oh, uh, come on boy. i mean th- yeah 2020 what a joke can anybody anyway yeah and how um, do you take that stuff seriously right really? you think masks are gonna come around again like like some people well, claim they're, they're they will. starting to i mean you see here's the thing about masks they don't work for the general population but they work for individuals yeah and, and they must work for individuals <laughs> riding a bicycle because i saw somebody yesterday doing that again too it's you know, you, you have to, uh, it's hard, but you have to take a position of c- compassion on these people because it, they are. I was just they, thinking the same thing. They, they are truly the ones who are so deceived. Mm-hmm. I, I, read yeah. a, I read some guy wrote a little post. He said um, that, that wearing a mask is an outward, an outward visible display of, of someone making the statement, I have no discernment whatsoever. Yeah, right, I, I right. have no ability to judge for myself what's real yeah, and what's not real. So brainwashed yeah. that it, it would be hard to prove to them that they don't need to wear them. Uh, you know, they're going to say, prove it. Well, here, 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 and here. It's all the proof in the world, and they're still, they're just so deep. They I drank th- so much of the Kool-Aid, I don't think you can turn them. I don't think they even would say prove it. Yeah. Right, because they, right. They, they believe what they believe, and don't, sure. don't even come near, don't come yeah. close to my bubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got my bubble, and I feel safe <laughs> in my bubble. Don't touch my bubble. And so, yeah, they're they're. So we have to just say, wow, I feel sorry for you, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. I and I do. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for anyone who can't think for themselves. But at the same time, I believe everybody has a choice. Ultimately, sure. every every one of them. 
made a choice at some point not to think for themselves, mm-hmm. to just believe what they're told by the experts. And you can't possibly know more than an expert. Oh, no, no. Here's a question that I'm, it's the thing I'm working on. I, I think that this is one of the key issues among the, the, the differences between most liberals and most conservatives is that most liberals, I, I think, and certainly all leftists, would say that you can't know. You, it's impossible for me. If you're an expert in some any field, doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it is, it's impossible that I might know something in your field of expertise that <clears throat> you don't know. You're right, right, right. That's mm, impossible. Sure, that, yeah. no, I can't happen. Yeah, I can't possibly know anything in mm-hmm. your field that you don't already know. Sure. So if you're a doctor and you tell me this is what you need to do medically, you're right. Yeah. And if I thinks that I know something that you don't know, I'm automatically wrong mm-hmm. because you can't possibly not know. Yeah. What I know because you don't have expert. a PhD behind your name. You don't know that stuff. I can't possibly know no. that. No. You know, with them trying to roll out this mask bullshit again um what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna make the the case when it first started and then somebody says hey you need to put on a mask i'm gonna say why do they work (laughs) and if they say well yeah they work i say well you're wearing one so mind your own business yeah if it works and you're wearing one then Mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about me good you won't get me sick well the you know they handled that three years ago when they came out with the mantra my mask protects you, yeah. <laughs> and your mask protects me. They said that for since the, from the beginning. Yeah, what does that does that protect you from a big slap on the back of the head? <laughs> uh, I don't you know. know it's, the... it's because of that that people said that you know people were making memes like this. My glasses only work when you wear yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, JP Sears, he did a big, good spiff on that with a life jacket. Yeah. <laughs> because he had to wear two life jackets. and That's that yeah. redheaded, big redheaded dude, right? Yeah. 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 He's, he's good. Yeah. He's good. Ah, yeah. uh, crazy. Yeah, we're not. Uh, the governor of Arkansas, I, what's her name again? She, I think she was press secretary for Trump for a little while. Oh, um, 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 what's his name's daughter? Huckabee. Huckabee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she right. said in Arkansas, she is not. Like gonna apply like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Comply with mm-hmm. uh, the mask mandates, sure, sure, or with closing down businesses. She said that's the federal government. That's that's overreach. We're not we're not doing it in Arkansas. Well, that's uh, interesting. Well, I hope. I, hello, I'd say hello. Good, thank you. Mm-hmm. So is the sun shining? Good. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that to me that's a no brainer. Yeah, that's just a no brainer. I'm glad that she said that. But nobody should be surprised when, when a governor, a mayor, anybody says that because it's not overreach; it's actually abuse. It's yeah. abuse. I'm. Uh, I will have some visitors at my house at the end of the week from Arkansas that live in Arkansas, so I'll have to pick their brain a little bit and see what they think of all of this stuff. But um, anyway, so we know now, uh, and this is from uh, again the Epic Times, the one of the very handful small handful of uh, of true news uh, news outlets in the country that's actually reliable and trustworthy uh, yeah guess what the fdc and the cdc hid data on the spike in covid cases among the vaccinated this has now been proven <laughs> yeah 
We know this uh, for a fact. Something we yeah. Have you seen the the new uh, person that Biden hired for to be the director of the CDC? No. Oh, she's just. You can just tell yeah, by looking remember at her how crooked she is. Does she have multi? Does she have multicolored hair? I I don't know about that. Rainbow but remember hair? last week we talked about it. She has been uh, brought up for uh, medical malpractice four, I believe, four different times mm-hmm. uh, in her private new, practice. And she's the new. Yeah, he wants her to be the new Fauci, I believe, isn't it? Or not? Yeah, something like that. And, yeah. and they showed an interview of her going through the CDC and the, everything that she's going. She's just talking to everybody. And it's all about trust. Everybody, we gotta. We just all have to talk about trust. <laughs> well, yeah, trust the science. <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, my God. She is just a puke. Oh, man. Uh, COVID-19 cases among the vaccinated, vaccinated seniors soared in 2021. Mm-hmm. We have these numbers now. Uh, newly disco- newly according to newly disclosed data that was acquired by the US, U.S. health agencies, but not presented to the public. In other words, they knew they hit it way back then, mm-hmm. and they didn't tell us. In no. fact, what they did instead was they said, "It's it's it's effective. We have to do this. It is stopping infections. People that take the vaccine are not spreading it. They're not going to the hospital." They literally, in other words, they literally lied through their teeth. As we were saying, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. We were saying, MPHC was saying that all day long and all night long, as you know. And they said, no, no, it is. Only now we've got the proof that not only were they lying, they knew they were lying. Mm -hmm. Well, Big Pharma hadn't made their money yet. And, And so here's the question. So here's the thing. This isn't a game show. Right? This is life. This is reality. Mm-hmm. Where's where are the consequences for these people who did this? Where's the accountability for federal employees who knowingly lie to the public about something that is actually going to harm them, harm their health? Mm-hmm. I mean, it killed people. Right. Taking these shots killed more people than COVID nineteen. Okay, let me ask you this: uh, Were you at the age because I just missed out because I got sick, and then they they quit doing it when I was eligible again? But did you have a smallpox vaccine? I did. Okay. Uh, did you have any other vaccines? Yes, I had. Um, I had the vaccine for the mumps. Okay. Uh, I don't think that I. I don't know. I mean, I was okay. just a kid. Did you but get, I. Did you get smallpox? Uh, no. Did you get the mumps? No. Okay, how come Jill Biden, after being vaccinated and boosted all these times, how can she get COVID again? Why would you want to take the damn vaccination? I know. Well, come on, it works. The vaccine is effective for the population as a whole. It's just not effective (laughs) for individuals. (laughs) That's how that works. Oh, that is good stuff. <laughs> you know, you can't make this stuff up. I, no. I mean, they, they, here's the thing that gets me. These people say they make those kinds of statements like Tony Fauci. Mm-hmm. He makes those statements with a straight face. Yeah. I, I, I How can you do that? And, and believe me, I'm not laughing at the fact that Jill Biden has or got tested positive again for COVID. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the whole thing. Uh, you mean Dr. Jill Biden? Is, yeah. Is she a doctor? <laughs> well, that's what they call her. So anyway, anyway, she had to fly, fly home uh, wherever they're vacationing at now because Biden's basically been on vacation for the last how many months. But um, she had to fly home by herself because he couldn't be with her. You know, jeepers, she's sick. And I'm sure she was wearing a mask oh, the whole yeah, way yep, home. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, good. So, uh, so now we know. So 
Humatrix, this is interesting because this it sounds like a phony baloney thing, but Humatrix researchers are the ones that actually in 2021 reported to the federal government because of their study that um, that people that were getting the vaccine were still getting hospitalized, still getting sick, still having the same problems with COVID. And of course, and we said that the people that get vaccinated actually are higher risk of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they reported it and they showed that the boosters had waning effectiveness, or I would say no effectiveness. <laughs> they say, yeah, the effectiveness of the booster wanes after all. What do you mean? Uh, uh, effectiveness of for what? For destroying your immune system? Because that's what they did. We mm-hmm. know that uh, yep. as well. Um, and so... So Humatrix researchers found the proportion of total COVID-19 cases among the seniors was increasingly comprised of vaccinated people, according to these newly disclosed documents. For the week ending July 31st, 2021, post-vaccination COVID-19 cases represented 73% of the... 73%! 73% of cases of the people that were 65 and older. 73% of the people who had COVID had been vaccinated. I'm surprised it wasn't wow. 100% had been vaccinated. But, but, but some I, people get COVID. Look, here's the facts. The truth is, some people get COVID even though they didn't get the vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> okay? No, no. It's still possible mm-hmm, to get COVID sure. if you haven't been vaccinated against COVID. It's just that most of the people who got COVID, who were elderly, who were 65 mm-hmm. or older, had the vaccine. Now, in, in my um, shoes, uh, I was tested twice for COVID because... That's all, you know, the narrative. They're pushing it down your throat. No, it's not just the regular cold you get in the spring and the regular cold you get in the fall. You're so you're so brainwashed that um, I went and got uh, tested twice, and both times it was just, no, it's just a cold, you know. But um, how many of these people would even have not even gone in to get tested if all of this wasn't such a big deal? They would just think to themselves, it's just my typical cold that yeah. I get every year when the holiday or when the when the, the – the seasons change, but no, everybody's so freaked out that they go get back or they go get tested. You know, I don't know if I heard it on this show or where I heard it, but um, the what I heard the, is that the, you know the CDC they did all these studies on the you know the vaccine to see if it's safe and effective and all that kind of stuff, but they didn't do one study on natural immunity. Yeah, right. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would they do that? Yeah, that would be that would be silly because that might reveal yeah more truth <laughs> can't have that <laughs> in the a, lo- of a loss of profits yeah oh that's just it uh, a loss of profits big pharma didn't get their money the hospitals wouldn't get their money yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so there are three doctors who are suing the uh who are suing the fda i don't have that story printed out uh today but there are five uh three doctors medical doctors who are suing the fda for telling people during the scamdemic not to take ivermectin. Did you hear about that? I uh, did not. Because the FDA has the, here's what they're, here's, you know what the authority of the FDA is? They can give information to the public. That's yep. it. Yep. They can give us information. Or, or say in the case of a scamdemic, they mm-hmm. can give disinformation to the public, yeah. right? But they're not allowed to prescribe to the public. The FDA is not a doctor. Nope. They're not licensed medically or legally to give information. Even if there are doctors working at the FDA, the FDA as an agency 
has zero authority to give medical advice. They cannot make recommendations. They certainly can't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But the FDA, during the scamdemic, took out ads, public ads, that said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow. Come on, folks, just stop it. Referring to ivermectin. Yeah, yeah. Just stop it. <clears throat> well, you know what? That's not information. That's a directive. Sure it is. They're saying ivermectin is something for horses and cows. Stop it. Stop taking this stuff. Yeah. That's a directive. That's a medical directive. And it happens to be one that killed people. Yeah. Are we, are we going to start chewing our cud or, or pooping in the hallways? So what they're worried about or what? As we pointed out on this show multiple times, uh, ivermectin was never designed to be used by horses and cows. Mm. It was designed as a drug for human beings to treat human illness. Yeah. And later, veterinarians found out that it worked on animals mm-hmm. too. So then they formulated sure. an animal version of it. Yep. But after it was initi- a lot of tests and trials. It was initially it was designed as a human drug. Yeah. So for the, think about this, for the Food and Drug Administration, who knows that, to make a statement or to to take out ads that say you're not a horse, you're not a cow. <laughs> Stop taking ivermectin. Do you see the point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these doctors are suing the FDA, and I hope that they, I hope that they get a judgment in the billions against the FDA. Of course, that's our money, but that that agency needs to be shut down as well because they are corrupt beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Look, once a federal agency begins actually doing public harm in civil public good, it's time to shut them down. Yeah, there's another one uh, lawsuit that's going out um, from Elon Musk to an acronym I've never heard before, the ADL. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. The Anti-Defamation League. Oh, sure. Oh, oh I didn't sure. know that was the ADL you were talking about. Yeah, Anti-Defamation League, right. Yeah, so they were saying that he's promoting hate speech on Twitter, and it dropped his value in, I don't know, stocks or whatever. So he's suing them. But I went on that ADL website. I mean, what a corrupt thing. All it is is... They just want donations, mm. and then it says to stop uh, anti-Semitism and disinformation on school campuses and other places like that. So, so, how, like, so what's their accusation against Musk? What are they saying that he did? I mean, specifically. Well, he, I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't but know he, either. He, he, free speech. <laughs> but... The Anti-Defamation League? What yeah, the they, hell is that? They've been around for a long time. So what that really is, and they, they've done a lot of good things in the past. I'm not intimately familiar with them. But the Anti-Defamation League is basically a, a, an organization that has been fighting anti-Semitism, which is hatred against Jews for decades. They've been around for decades. And uh, it's important because Jews are the most... You want to talk racism and you want to talk discrimination... There's no race, there's no group of people in the world throughout world history that's been discriminated against or hated or abused or or persecuted more than the Jews. I mean, they are the number one. There's nobody that's Mm -hmm. been persecuted more than the Jews. Anti-Jewish sentiment, anti-Jewish. And they, uh, yeah, I mean, look, World War II. I mean, that's a really obvious example, but it's been going on for a long time. So I don't agree with everything the Anti-Defamation League says or does. I do agree that that uh, discrimination or hatred, Jew hatred, 
is evil and that's a bad, very bad thing, especially if you read the Bible, which says that um, <laughs> the Jews are God's chosen people. So that would probably not be the group to pick on if you want to pick on somebody, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but they, yeah, but they're certainly not perfect in the, the anti-defamation. Like I, I would be curious to know what Elon Musk said or allowed or um, that they're upset about. Because if people are saying, go kill the Jews, uh, I'd be upset about that too. Look, freedom of speech is something that is a highly valued, it's one of the most highly valued rights that we have in our country. Uh, but not all speech is protected, right? So um, speech that's libelous or injurious is not protected. Mm -hmm. Slander is not protected speech. Um, if I say, hey, you know, that 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 John guy at that, on that GFBR thing, whatever that podcast thing in the mall, he's such a jerk. Let's go, let's go trash his car. You, that, that's not that's not protected speech, right? Because that, because you're because you're inciting or inducing people to perform mm -hmm. an illegal act. That's not protected. Uh, the age old one: you can't shout fire in a crowded uh, theater. Theater. That's not protected speech. Um, suggesting that that you go and do harm to a group of people is not protected speech to say uh i think that jews are stupid that is protected because that's your opinion and you're not <clears throat> inducing someone else to do something that's evil when you start saying things like i think they should all be rounded up and you know yeah. executed now that's no longer yeah, i'm pretty sure elon has things in place to you know right cover so, all those areas so yeah so the, this anti-defamation league just because when i just when i hear an acronym it makes me cringe so you know what if it's corrupted like GFBS? now yes yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry hey. what uh, good one um. <laughs> but politically oh ah, i see there you go yeah i mean because who knows i mean now, now the head of the directors of that you know company what if they're you know blm supporters or something along those lines and so now what they're going after is anti-defamation is anything that a conservative says on on x you're right you know i should i would like to check that out actually uh, i wonder if uh if prager U did anything on that i don't know i mean i've mentioned them before prager U is a, by the way it's one of the most prager U is have you gone to their site have you watched any prager U videos uh, when I was uh, subscribed to the Daily Wire, they had some PragerU stuff on there. Okay, well, you can watch PragerU videos for free all day long. They make five-minute videos. They are fantastic. They deal with a variety of different subjects, and most of them are freedom-related. Most of them are constitutional. Well, I, the uh, one I saw for was uh, kids' shows. They, they do a oh, bunch okay. of educational kids' shows. Yeah, yeah, they do those too. But PragerU, if you Google PragerU, and then they make, five, they make a new five-minute video every week. And they have an expert in whatever field it is who talks about whatever the issue is. They, they deal with one topic at a time. They do a five-minute program on it. And it is, it's phenomenal. I mean, they, they are, are incredibly well done, very clear, very easy to understand. And they target, they're really targeting uh, college-age kids. And they are changing minds and, and leading people out of the fog of liberalism and leftist thought around the country they're doing phenomenal work 
and they're being persecuted as a result. But yeah. Dennis Prager is a Jewish guy. He's a very, um, he's an Orthodox Jew. He's very conservative. Uh, and he's not uncritical of Jewish people. And he, he I, I was listening to him one time when he was talking. He also does a thing called a, a much longer form program called the Fireside Chat, where he sits in his, in this nice, big, comfy leather chair in his house. It looks like his living room or maybe it's a den or something. And there's a fireplace behind him. And he used to have a little bed for his dog, Otto. Uh, Otto just died a couple months ago, and so that was sad. But all the, he'd have Otto would sit there, and then uh, halfway through the fireside chat, Otto would get up and walk out. Uh, Otto had a whole fan club of people that loved Otto. Anyway, he said, here's the thing. Jewish people, let me, uh, what, what do you think? Jewish people as a whole are Republicans or Democrats in the United States? What would you guess? As a whole, what would you guess? Democrats. Yes, you're right. Too. Yeah, the, most yeah. of them are Democrats. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And most of them are liberal Democrats, which is very curious. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense no, if you it think doesn't. about it. No, confusing to me. Yeah, it is confusing. Mm-hmm. And as a whole, this is, it gets, it gets more confusing. As a whole, Jewish Americans are above average in terms of education yep they tend to be they tend to be highly educated mm-hmm. people um so that doesn't and when you consider things like the holocaust which was a government gone wacko you know nazi germany you would think that of all people they'd be the ones saying hey we want restricted government we want a weaker government we want a smaller government because we know what happens when government becomes big and expansive and oppressive, and we don't want that to happen again. So here's the thing that Dennis Prager talks about. He, he says that he tells, his, he tells his Jewish friends, he says, um, you, you know the expression, practice what you preach. Dennis Prager says, when I talk to my Jewish friends, I say to them, hey, why don't you preach what you practice? Because he said, in their personal lives, they're some of the most conservative people he knows. They're conservative in terms of their morals. They're conservative in terms of their values. They, they, don't, they don't like abortion. They don't believe in spending excessively or getting into debt or any of those things. They teach conservative principles to their children and they live out conservative principles, but when they vote, they vote for liberals. Yeah. It's weird. So that's his statement to them. He says... Uh, Preach what you practice, because you live like a conservative, but you vote like a liberal. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, uh, so I'd like to—I'd be curious to find out what that what what they're actually accusing Elon Musk of doing, because I don't know. Um, but that is interesting. Well, while we do this uh, ad, I'll look it up really quick. All right, while yeah, we do so, this ad, yeah, there and we that'll go. be the frosting on the cake. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> hey, you know there is nothing, nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. I think about Over Heaven's Cakes when we say that. Best cupcakes and cakes, doesn't matter, special occasion. Maybe you just got a sweet tooth. Incredible items by order, or you can walk in the store if you're a business owner. Want to treat your employees, check out their monthly employee discounts. They're on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or go to Over Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. 
chance for you to be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. All for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Check them out. They're open today. I keep thinking today is Monday. Old David Waterman uh, talking about some newspapers and stuff. Uh, might as well take my chance while Paul, the producer, is looking this stuff up. Um, I was dogging the other day last week, David, um, our local part-time newspaper. Um, and I was dogging them. Well, then I got the paper again on Saturday, and I was looking through it because I always like to see what's on sports, what's on TV for the weekend. You know, they put the whole thing in there. So I'm looking at it, and I see, first off, I see uh, Nebraska football playing Saturday afternoon. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of odd because they just played the Minnesota Gophers on Thursday night. I was wrong. So then I'm like, okay, what time do the Twins play? Oh, the Twins are up in Toronto. Well, that's weird because they're actually down in Texas. Toronto, Texas. Ah, <laughs> uh, same thing to a part-time newspaper. They both start with a T. Yeah, yeah, they both start with a T, and they had numerous things wrong again. But, um, you know, if you are going to have a part-time somewhat uh, newspaper, at least get somebody that can read to be your pre-reader uh, because, uh, I mean... Wow. Maybe if it's a part-time paper, they figure that it just makes sense to have part-time accuracy as well. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, that all makes sense. I'm not going right. to give him a hard time anymore. <laughs> it only has to be accurate part of the time yeah. because it's a part-time paper. That's what it means, part-time paper. Yeah. So uh, apparently Elon said the ADL accused him of being an anti-Semist. Anti-Semite? Yeah, and, and, oh. and which uh, resulted in, he says, a 60% loss in advertising revenue. So he's suing them for defamation. So the question is, that's interesting, he's suing the Anti-Defamation League for defamation yeah. of character. So the question is, why did they say that about him? That's what I want to know. Mm, what did you say now? Why Elon? did the Anti-Defamation League... Yeah, and I can't see anything as far as a, a comment or anything on there. Uh, and the ADL, they just said... As a matter of policy, they don't comment on legal threats. No. So, so it sounds like the ADL isn't even saying why. But he, but he had to, but they had to make a statement about him that he's referring to, right? They had to make a statement, and they would have, in their statement, I, I would think they would have referred to whatever it was that he, in other words, the, I would be, I'd be shocked. Uh, not a lot of things shock me anymore. I would be shocked. If the Anti-Defamation League said, Elon Musk is uh, anti-Semite and gave no proof, nothing to back that up, right? They'd have to say, Elon Musk has made anti-Semitic comments like this, this, and this, right? They'd have to point to something that he did because otherwise it's just name calling, mm -hmm. which I'm not, I'm not saying the Democrats don't do that because they do that all the time. And I'm guessing that most of the people in the ADL are Democrats. So... They could just be name calling, but to name call as a member of the anti or officially as an official statement of the Anti Defamation League mm -hmm. would be surprising to me. Right. Without backing it up with something. Sure. Right. I mean it's one thing to say to say John Roberts is a liar. Yeah. Yeah, really? Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not on this show. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I what I'm kind of seeing here is that Musk says X is suing the ADL for claiming hate speech surged on the platform once he took over. Claiming there was a hate speech surge. So they would have to have a lot of raw data and numbers to back that up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They'd have to have that. They'd have to say, look, prior to him taking over, we've analyzed uh, 73 million tweets and um, only, 
only, you know, 1% of those were anti-Semitic. Since he took over, we've examined 70 million tweets and 5% of those were anti-Semitic. They'd have to do something like that. Mm-hmm. They can't just make. They can't just say, "Well, it looks more. It looks like it's more hateful to me." Oh, right. Sure, sure, they can because they're probably just a bunch of well, they, lefty, <laughs> lefty loonies. Yeah, <laughs> lefty loonies. <laughs> they're, yeah. Is that Canadian? They're left. They're, they're leftists. So now I'm now I'm uh, that that doesn't say a lot for my Canadian friends. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be seeing them all on Thursday. So 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 people are now going. I can't believe this. Every time I tune into the Great Reset, that they look at they have a title and it's the War on Men, <laughs> and they never get to the what the title is about until the last yeah. five minutes of the show. I'm not going to talk about anything from now on at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so it might get us there faster. Hey, that would be good. You could save yourself for the. For the wrap up at yeah, the end, yeah. Then I'd never get it in and, either. And then they never get in there either, right? So uh, yeah, and there were a couple of other things we uh, anyway. So here's the here's the thing. Last I think the last week we ended with the the I was asking questions about whether or not certain things were masculine characteristics, right? Because mm-hmm. the war on men is really an attack on. Look, here's the the thing. Um, roles matter. Roles are important. Right, they're important. Uh, I I was going to bring an illustration of this, um, and and roles are distinctive. There's a distinction in roles. If I have one role and you have a different role, then we aren't doing the same thing. So, for example, on the show we've got we've got Dean over here. And Dean is is making sure that everything is, you know, that the website is going and that the cameras are switching properly and all that kind of stuff, right? That's his role. That's mm-hmm. what he's focused on. Guess what? I'm not focused on that. I, in fact, I, I ignore that stuff because I know that he's in charge and he can take care of it, right? Sure. That's his role. Mm-hmm. Guess what he's not doing? He's not thinking about what he's going to say next or how he's going to respond to whatever you just said. He's not thinking that. That's not his role. That's not his job. Someone could walk in and say, hey, it's not fair to Dean. And if Dale was here, it wouldn't be fair to him either. Because he should be able to say as much stuff on the air as you do. How come he doesn't have a voice? Is he, he's not being treated equally. This is not equal treatment. Dean needs to get a microphone. Do you see my point? Yeah. What's sure. the point? We're not all the same. We're doing right. different things. Yep. yep. For some stranger, some foreigner, some some outside influencer or blowhard to come through these doors and start saying who's more important, who's less important, hey, you can't do that and not let him do it too. That's nonsense. The world would stop working if we did that in every area of life. And yet for some reason we think it's normal have these same blowhards come in and say, hey, you can't, the woman, you've got to put her in the same position as a man. She's got to be able to have the same exact role as a man if she wants it. Really? Who said? Yeah. Who are you to say that? Or as somebody used to say, who died and made you God? Yeah. Yeah. But somehow we've tolerated that as a society for a very long time. So... The women's rights movement started back before, actually before the 60s, but it made a lot of progress in the 60s. Um, 
Uh, let me let me just give a quick a quick timeline here. Uh, in that, and and listen, here's uh, I I can't believe this. I I <laughs> I raced out today and I left my Bible at home. Oh, and that stinks because I had a lot to bring from that. But I do. I mean, I can pull it up online and I could do it that way. But then I don't have two screens. I mean, be... <sighs> in Scripture. Men and women are considered equal in value in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's not like men are the top dog because they're more valuable. God didn't say men are in charge, men are the leaders in the home, men are the leaders in society because they're smarter or because they're uh, more uh, of greater worth or anything like that. He didn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that. No. Men and women are equal in God's eyes. You know why? They're both created in his image. Yeah. God created man and woman in his image. So we both bear the image of God, and therefore we're both equal in value. However, so so here's a little trick when you want to figure out what's right, what's wrong. If you know what Satan is up to, He's the enemy of all of us, right? Satan, newsflash, Satan is never your friend. (laughs) There are people that I know people that have actually said, yeah, I made a pact with the devil. Or I said to Satan, if you'll give me this, you can have my soul. I know I've actually talked with a guy who said that. Um, He was the guy whose wife left him at the altar. I mean, oh boy! Yeah, he was. <clears throat> he's there waiting at the altar on his wedding day for his wife to come down with the dress. And oh man, she never showed up. What a kick in the that yeah, would be, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, right? Well, guess what? Clearly, he idolized her at some level because he didn't blame her for doing that. He oh. blamed God oh. for doing that. Okay. When bad things happen, it's always a mistake to blame God, okay? Yeah, yeah. What did he have to do with it? God doesn't do bad things, ever, 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 ever. He never does bad things. Uh, If you read the story, what about about Job? Well, God didn't do any of those bad things. God allowed Satan to do bad things to Job, but God didn't do that. Well, if he allowed it, that's the same as doing it. No, it's not. It's not the same. One thing that God does have, well, yeah. Among others, he has the authority to test us. So if he allows something bad to happen to you, to test you, to see, mm-hmm. to test your character, to see how are you going to respond in this situation, you know? Parents do the same thing with their children. We allow children to suffer harm, to test their character, and to teach them in some cases, right? I'm not going to allow my child to stick his hand on some red hot thing, but I might let him touch something that's hot that's not going to hurt him. It's just going to temporarily hurt to say, no, that's hot, don't touch that. No, I'm just, see, next time I tell you, <laughs> don't do it. Right? That's what punishment is, right? right? That's, yeah. what, that's what training is. So anyway, God has the authority and, uh, and certainly the moral uh, capacity to train us and to test us, but he never does anything wrong. He doesn't do bad things to us. Satan, on the other hand, does. Yeah. Satan, devil, the devil, and as I've said before on the show, the word devil means hater of God, right? Mm-hmm. Hater of God. So if Satan hates God, 
If Satan lies, Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. So Jesus called himself the truth. He also said that Satan is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus said, when Satan lies, he speaks his own native tongue. (laughs) That's literally his language. The language of Satan is lying and deception. So whenever you hear somebody or see somebody like Tony Fauci or anybody else lying to you, or lying to the general public, you can say, hey, you speak devil language, yeah. right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what they're doing. So one way to, you know, a lot of times people say, gee, I don't know what God's will is in this. What does God want here? What does God want there? Here's one way that you can kind of get a hint. Turn the question around and say, what would Satan want me to do? Are you with me? Yeah. What would Satan want me to do? Because if you can figure out what Satan would want you to do, I can guarantee you God would want you to do just the opposite. Well, of, of course, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I mean, that's, that can be a useful mechanism, sure. a useful tool for trying to figure out what should I do here? Well, would Satan be happier if you did X or if you did Y? Okay, so that'll tell your answer. So if God made men in charge, if God put man at the head of the, as the head of the family, the leader in society, not, again, not because he's more valuable, not because he's worth more in God's sight, but because that's the role that he assigned to the man. And the role that he assigned to the woman is to be the helper of the man, right? That's what he said. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a help meet suitable for him. Mm-hmm. And then he created the woman. Okay, so that's, that's great. Now we know what our roles are, right? Now we know who's who. We know what to do. We know that Dean's not going to be jumping in here and grabbing your microphone just because he had an idea uh, that, uh, that he thinks suddenly he, he's, 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 he's take over your job or my job or your job. And, and just because I think, hey, you know what? I bet this is the problem with the streaming thing. And I'm going to get up and go over and push, push him out of the way and take over his computer. That's not my job. That would be, that would be chaos. Yeah. But Satan wants us to believe that in society we can do that. We Mm -hmm. can switch and swap and interchange male and female roles. And all we've had since then is chaos, disaster, and suffering as a society. When male and female roles were clearly defined, society worked a whole lot better. People across the board, men and women, were much, much happier. They've done studies on this. They've done studies. Sure. And they found out that when traditional roles were in place, or what I would call biblical, generally, generally biblical roles, people were happier. Men were happier, women were happier, and children were happier. Yeah, but there are still problems. Yeah, guess what? We live in a sinful world. There are right. going to be problems. Sure. That doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater. That doesn't mean that just because there are problems did you have to upend the entire system that has been working for hundreds or thousands of years. Do you think these so-called problems are just a test um, from God? If you have problems in your life? Uh, sometimes they are. Yep, sometimes for mm-hmm. sure. And sometimes they're a result of just sin, mm-hmm. right? They're the same oh, sure. nature, you created right? your own. Yeah. Created your own, right? Mm-hmm. Or you created sure. problems for someone else, right? right. I mean, right. children can cause real problems for their parents. Yeah. By rebelling against their parents and yeah. doing the thing, and doing things, you know, it's one of the most one of the most hurtful thing to a parent. And you're too young to know this. Uh, with your your children are too young, you're too young. But 
when your children get older, if you really love your children and your children start doing things that hurt them, that's incredibly painful. Oh, yeah. It's very, very difficult mm-hmm. to watch. I know a woman who, uh, who, who uh, she, she, she was a very strong woman, and yet I saw her reduced to a puddle because she had a, a son who got into drugs, and he got hooked, and, I mean, he was an addict. And so he would lie, cheat, and steal mm-hmm. to support his drug habit. And his uh, name was Hunter Biden. And it was, <laughs> no, no, I said his mother really cared about, about him. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't say what Dr. Jill thinks, but, um, but the point is that it was really painful and it is, it's, it's, it's painful for a, a parent to watch their child yes. do things that are harmful. So we can bring pain to ourselves and problems. When we disobey God's law, when we disobey the things that God tells us to do, guess what? We will have problems. Yeah. Guaranteed. You can take it to the bank. I know God said to do it this way, but I'm going to do it this way. Guess what? Newsflash, you're going to have problems. Yeah. Take it to the bank. Well, I've been doing that way for three years, and I've never had a single problem. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. It's just a matter of time. Nobody gets away with doing things the opposite of the way that God tells them, or nobody gets away with following Satan's plan and doesn't at some point uh, have to pay the piper. That day will come. That day will come. The Bible even says, it says, sin for a season, sin for a season is pleasant. The Bible says that. You can sin for a season. It's Mm -hmm. enjoyable Mm -hmm. while you're doing it. But at the end, it leads to destruction don't they and do misery? Some, don't they do something like that in the Amish community, where uh, where the when a kid Rums turns eighteen or something? When, Rums when, Graten, I don't know what they how do you put it? Yeah, yeah. When they right. turn they, eighteen, they, they let them go, go to off the devil's and playground and say, then they go can, enjoy the world and see what it's like, and, and then, then come back if you want. Yeah, but they have like one year to decide. It's called the. I think it's rumors. I don't remember. I can't say it in the. It means basically. It means. I think it means running around. Mm-hmm. You go go run around. And, 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 and see if you like that system better. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea. Well, the way the world's going now, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to be living in an Amish community. No. Well, and you know, I mean, you talk about, you know, the, the system as a whole and individuals. Well, you know, you even look at, you know, I don't want to go into this transgender crap all over again, but right. the, if you look at, it's like a trendy thing. Now, mm-hmm. because if you if you look at the amount of people that identify as trans oh, in yeah. a certain community, you can see that there's a huge spike in numbers yeah. from just like the the way that it's like now it's hip to yeah. be to be yeah. trans, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a trending thing on TikTok. Right? Yeah, a lot you of know? it has to do with this right here. Yep. Yeah. Right oh, absolutely. That's that's it. That is the mechanism. That is the tool. That this this little tiny two and a half by six inch six and a half inch device is that's the that's how the programming yeah. takes place. Sure. Uh, I someone wrote an article a while ago. I think it was on the Epic Times, and it it, it said uh, it was titled "Look into the light, my pretties." <laughs> Precious. 
My, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, and it works. Yep, that's how they programmed them. Yep. Um, so in 1960, May 9th, 1960, the FDA approved the first oral contraceptive, commonly known as the pill, for sale as birth control in the United States. By the way, you know, uh, I, I think you gentlemen are both, can I, can, I, can I say this? You're both Catholic, right? No. Oh, either one of you Catholic? Yeah, no. I am. Oh, okay. Vegan. All right. So the Catholic Church has been traditionally, has traditionally said that um, it's, uh, that contraception is, is a sin, right? Do you know that prior to 1960, the Protestant churches taught that contraception was a sin? People don't know that. Actually, I uh, had to call in when uh, Pastor Paul had his God Talk show because they were talking about birth control. And I said, because I, I don't really know what the evangelists think or whatever, but I said, you know, as a, as a Catholic, I was told that anything that alters your body is a sin, but you're over here promoting birth control because it's the individual's right. Like, but the individual doesn't equate into God's plan. Or something along those lines. What? So wait, wait. so he so okay. Go ahead. Yeah. But, so, so he, he was he was he was, he was support of birth control, and I was saying, but in the doesn't it say in the Bible that you aren't supposed to alter your body, and birth control is a form of altering your body. And he said that it's an individual's right if they want to take birth control. So I thought that that was an interesting. So question. So, so yeah. So we can now have a theological discussion about whether or not doing something if if god's will is a and you do b is that a sin or because okay so theologians have this discussion about god's perfect will versus his permissive will right in other words god's will is in certain areas will not ever be thwarted won't ever be changed right he's going to his that's what they refer to as his, his perfect will or his divine will there are certain things that god is not going to allow anybody to change uh what's right and what's wrong will never change right uh the fact that the earth rotates around the sun we we can yeah. decide all day long we don't like that <laughs> it's not going to change not going to change anything because because god has fixed this order the order of the sun the moon the stars how that all works that's not going to change that's god's will for that to work just like that until he decides that it's not going to work that way anymore but then his so it's not his will that any of us sin theologians point out if it's not well if it's not his will that we sin but we sin then what does that mean and that's what they define as his permissive will. In other words, he doesn't want us to sin, but he allows us to sin. And he also made a way for us to understand that sin is wrong. He told us what sin is. He told us what righteousness is. And he told us that there are going to be consequences if we choose to follow sin instead of following righteousness. He also told us that there's an eternal, you know, there's an eternal and a temporal. And so all those things are defined in Scripture. But... But is it possible? And I know people that say that, that God has a will for every single part of our lives. I don't believe that. I said to him, so are you saying, so those nice tennis shoes you're wearing, they're blue, right. So are you saying that it was God's will for you to buy blue and that if you chose to get white tennis shoes instead or black tennis shoes or red tennis shoes, that would have been a sin? 
He said, yes. I said, no, that's not true. God allows us choice in a lot of things that are morally neutral. Whether you choose a long sleeve or short sleeve shirt, uh, that's morally neutral, unless you know that you, maybe you've got tattoos that are going to be really offensive to the person you're going to meet with. In that case, you should wear a long sleeve shirt. But but we have a lot of choices. He doesn't say, you got to have a Timex, wearing a Casio is a sin. No, there, we have lots of okay. individual choices that have yeah. nothing to do with so morality. Let me, let me uh, try to clarify it a, a little bit better. So, you know, because when I was uh, going through this marriage training and dealing with the, the Catholic Church and all this kind of stuff, and they talk about, you know, these things that are in the Bible. And so it wasn't so much my question to him about, you know, if it's okay for, you know, a girl to take birth control because it's altering her body. I'm saying more along the lines of, if they want to do that, they can, but would you wouldn't support it unless you're changing the words to to suit what you're preaching. Like so if it says that you can't take child or birth control because it alters your body in the Bible, you can say that as a pastor and say, I don't support it, but I do support your decision if you want to do it on your own. But I will say that in the Bible it says that you are not supposed to do that. Okay, so, yeah, I, I think that your point is fundamentally correct. Uh, I, I'm not aware of any place in Scripture where it says you can't alter your body. Uh, my position on uh, it does say in Scripture that, for example, in the Old Testament, um, Jews were not to be tattooed. They were not to receive tattoos. It says do not make cut marks or tattoo marks mm. on your body for the dead, right? That's in, that's in the Old Testament, the law of Moses. It, that, that's still considered so strongly that a lot of Jewish cemeteries won't allow a Jewish person to be buried there if they got a tattoo. Yeah, I mean, even if it's a small one, that because they say, no, that the law of Moses doesn't allow tattoos. And so you could say, well, that's an alteration. My position is this. God made our bodies in a way that we reflect his glory, the way he designed our bodies and made our bodies reflect his glory. And uh, why would I think that anything that I do is going to somehow make it more glorious for him. Uh, so tattoos and piercings and things like that, I don't think that that's right. I don't think that that is glorifying to God. The illustration that I gave is if you have what, you drive a motorcycle, right? You, can I say this online? Yeah. We're getting personal here, folks. Uh, so it's, and I've seen it, it's a nice, it's a nice bike. So let's say that you uh, and your wife and your kids take a vacation. You're going to be gone for two weeks. And, um, and you say, you know what, I just, we've had a couple of break-ins and I just don't trust uh, the neighborhood that I'm in. It's just a little, I've had some stuff, guys, you know, did whatever. Would you mind just, can you park my bike in your shop while I'm gone? And I'd say, sure, Paul, no problem. And so I take your bike and you go for two weeks. And as I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, that, oh, Paul is such a great guy. And, and GFBS, he's, he's worked hard to make that thing work. I want to really, really honor him. Here's the, here's the point. I've had people say to me, what if I get a tattoo and I put a scripture verse on my arm or a cross or something? Here, here's my response to that. So Paul's on vacation for two weeks, and I'd say, you know, not Paul. I know a guy that is fantastic with these little metal studs, and I'm just going to have him drill holes in Paul's bike and put metal studs that say GFBS on one side. <laughs> and then I'm going to have him do a, a really beautiful paint job that says, Paul is the greatest on the other side. Right? 
<laughs> I'm just going to do that. Actually, I'm not going to get a guy to paint it. I'm going to get that guy that does that metal etching, and I'm going to have to etch it right into the tank. And then just put like a clear coat over the top, right? So it doesn't rust. I'm going to do that. Paul's going to be so happy when he comes home, right? So let me ask you, would you be happy when you came home and saw that he did that to your bike? I know that I'm, now I'm really, I'm setting myself up here because you could say, yeah, I think that'd be cool. But I'm guessing you wouldn't think that would be cool. No. Right. Okay. So that's my position. It's your bike. I mean, I don't have a right to mess with your bike because it's yours. God says that, that everything that we have is his, including our bodies. And if our bodies represent him, then I think we should take care of them and, 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 and honor him in that way. Okay, so that's a little bit of a diversion from, from where we were going originally. Let me just address the, the, the birth control thing, and I'll tell you why uh, Protestant churches, until the 1960s, I think it was actually probably the end of the 19, 1950s, the Protestant churches, are pretty much, I think, without exception, said, and you could say, you know, what, what, about, what about condoms? They don't affect your, they don't change your body. The biblical principle is this, children are a blessing from the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Children, children are a blessing from the Lord. It says, children are like arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Throughout Scripture, <clears throat> Old and New Testament, it says that children are a blessing from the Lord. The only time it says blessed is the womb, the, the barren womb and the breasts that don't nurse is at the end of the age, at the end of the world, when we go into the tribulation, at the time when the Antichrist takes over. It says on that day, they will say, blessed is the womb who never bore and the breast that never nursed a baby because of the horrible things that are coming on the earth and that are coming upon mankind because of the Antichrist, because of the spiritual evil that's, that's going across the world. Because why? If you've got children and you know that they have fallen prey to whatever the Antichrist is doing, that's going to be gut-wrenching for a parent. Or how do you protect your child in those situations where you can't buy or sell, whatever. Uh, but other than that, other than that sliver of time at the very end, before that, children are blessing from the Lord. So the question is, why would, you, why would a person want to reject a blessing? Why would they say, well, God says that children are a blessing, but I think children are a curse, so I'm not going to have any. And I'm going, but... Here's the thing. Children come as a result of what? Let's forget about in vitro. For, let's forget about any kind of lab thing. Where, let's not talk about that, okay? We're just talking about male-female relationships. How does a woman get pregnant? How does your wife get pregnant? You've got to have uh, some intimate contact with her, mm -hmm. right, to make that happen. Well, people like that. It turns out that's enjoyable, right? Yeah. People like to do that. So God made it a blessing right up front. Hey, it's going to feel good having children because there are going to be times when it doesn't feel so good. You know, like when they hit 13, 14, 15, uh, you're yeah. going to go through some pain, yeah. some pain during that time. But children are still a blessing from the Lord. Sure. People say, hey, you know what? I want the blessing of sex without the blessing of children. 
And that's really what birth control is. I want the blessing. I want the fee of that mm-hmm. intense physical pleasure without the blessing of children that comes as a result of that. And it's not even every time. It only, only happens once a month, right? The woman ovulates. She's, she's fertile for, what, 24, 48 hours, I think, max. And after that, she can't get pregnant. So here's the question. Does, do, does God love... Boy, okay, uh, this is my last point, and we'll close it out, okay? Because <laughs> we're over time again. What's God's position on children? Does God love children, or does God not care about children? He loves everybody. In the Old Testament scriptures, specifically, uh, men were directed when they could have intercourse with their wives. They could not have intercourse during her menstrual period. Menstruation lasts how long? 17 years. Couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The monthly menstrual cycle. Oh. Right? <laughs> it's from beginning to end. It's a couple of weeks, isn't it? So the man is not allowed to, the scripture is not to touch his wife during that period of time. Do you know when ovulation takes place? It's right at the very end of the cycle Cycle. where the man is not allowed to have relations Mm -hmm. with his wife. Do you know that if a man doesn't have, uh, if, if there's no, if a man has been, has, contained himself, if a man has not had sex, hasn't had, if there's been no release of sperm for a period of two weeks, there's a buildup that takes place. So the way that it turns out, if you look at the calendar, if you look at the way that the the, the body works, the time period where the man is now free to have, to enjoy sexual relations with his wife again, he's going to be the most fertile And she is going to be the most fertile, which means that if he waits until the end and then begins uniting with his wife again, the odds of her getting pregnant are very, very high. Sure. Since God invented that whole biology, and since God said, don't have sex with your wife during her menstrual impurity, and it turns out that when they come back together again, that's when the odds are the greatest that Mm. she's going to get pregnant and bear a child. That tells me God knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he planned it that way. That tells me God loves children. God loves children. He wants to bless men and women with children. In Old Testament times, and still there are parts of the world today where people who, are, who have no children are considered cursed. Did you know that? To, to not have children is considered a curse yeah. by God. They, they mm-hmm. consider themselves cursed by God. Women in Scripture were considered cursed if they didn't have children. <laughs> So what I think was funny is that, so when I had to go through this marriage counseling and they were talking about, you know, um, natural birth control, like what you're talking natural about. Planning? Yeah, oh, okay. natural, yeah, you know, learning your wife's menstrual cycle and everything. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's the, the, the number one best form of birth control that you can find. My name is Jim. This is my wife, Sarah. And these are my 13 children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. Said so, like a true Catholic. So just okay. So right. So I'm not Catholic, but I will tell you, we have friends who are Catholic, and we actually took a natural family planning course from them. 
because when my wife and I got married, we decided we didn't really think we wanted to have children. We changed our minds pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, with okay, three months after we got married, God changed my mind. Yeah. And, but that's a, <laughs> then that's a different story. Okay. Okay, I'll tell it since you left. I'll tell it. Here's what happened. I was praying one morning and we'd already talked. I said, I said, Jeannie, do you, what do you think about children? She said, I don't care if we don't have children. I said, oh, good, me too. Because if we don't have children, we're free. We can go wherever we want, do whatever we want. We can, you know, if God calls, yeah, watch this. If God calls us to be missionaries or to go do a, you know, to travel there or there, we can just go and we don't have to worry about children. So that was my, right. But I think that really it's just because I thought that way I don't have to have the responsibility of raising children because that's kind of scary. Um, so, so we said, yeah, we're not going to have children. Three months into our marriage, I was having my morning prayer time and I was praying about something. I don't remember what it was. And, and God literally, God spoke to me in words I could hear. And he literally said, have children. That was it. I heard those two words in my head, have children. I thought, what? And instantly, I actually wanted children. I mean, mm-hmm. five seconds before that, I didn't want children. <clears throat> now I want children. And I thought, I don't know what to do because I talked with Jeannie before we got married and we already had this discussion. And now if I tell her I want children, okay, three months in, Obviously, she's going to think sure. I was disingenuous yeah. before we got married, and I tricked her. So guess what? I didn't say anything. The very next day, we woke up. She rolled over in bed and said, you know, honey, I think maybe we should have children. I said, let's go. I'm ready. It's the morning, too. <laughs> Come <was> on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. So I'm taking it the War on Man will be part four. Part four. We'll have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what though? Um, when we get off track like this, I know it kind of messes you up, David. But um, I think we have uh, pretty good shows when we do this. Um, kind of brings the, it's kind of nice to be structured, but it's kind of nice to also and pull this stuff up and and, and kind of pick everybody's brains too. But um, <clears throat> women as weapons, uh, we're going to get to all of this. We you will. know, on, you know, on like the, the train tracks, you have that thing that they like flip and the, the sw- train yeah, goes yeah, off. The switch, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm the switch. You're the switch. <laughs> Well, I had a good one. He was talking about missionary and not having kids, and then, but anyway, that's for a different show. And by um, the way, that switch <laughs> analogy that you gave—that's where the expression "asleep at the switch" comes from. Mm-hmm, sure. Because if you're the switchman and you're there and you're and you're supposed to switch one train to go one direction, the other train to go the other direction, and you fall asleep, and the train ends up going the wrong direction, that's the term "asleep at the switch." I've never heard that term before. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, there He's you go, young. You're, there, right. Yes, he is. He's young. <laughs> All right, there we go. David Waterman, thanks for coming in again. Thank you, uh, by the way, the Great Reset today brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701 
330-1273. And I tell you what, call Executive Properties now for snow removal this winter. Executive Properties does a great job. You heard the phone number right there, all right? Again, thank you to uh, David Waterman for coming in for the Great Reset today. The Midwest Public Health Coalition, of course, will have the Great Reset back again next Tuesday. And for all of you that wanted to chime in or uh, talk with us, uh, we are working on getting that fixed, hopefully by next week. Alrighty. Uh, tomorrow, Sandy Kobar and Michelle Montgomery will join us to talk about this big tears event that's coming up this weekend in Grand Forks. Uh, should be a good show. Everybody, uh, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, okay? If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, it'll ding every time we go on the air, uh, and you're going to see some really, really good shows. Hey, the Grand Cities, man, they're nice. Grand Forks' best source is giving them an identity again.